Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC here. And today we're doing an interesting episode with Japan and its work customs. So, more than likely, people share the image that Japan works a lot, works too many hours, pride of company, uh, business cards, exchanging, bowing, and overall. A work culture that is taken very seriously. Some of that's true, some of it is like stretched. But today I'm gonna examine what specifically Japan and its work customs consist of and how does the work environment influence corporation Japan and how they treat that particular aspect and uh, experience as a democracy, corporate, economic, good power that Japan is now. So, you know, both in and outside, he showed an image of that's based on simultaneously recruiting new graduates, graduates, lifetime employment. Uh, a lot of times the Shushin Koro model is used by the large companies. Uh, they have the reputation of long work hours, strong devotion, strong devotion to one's company. You know, you have reflect economic conditions beginning in the nineteen twenties. Major corporations competing international marketplace procure the same prestige. They have been traditionally ascribed to being the daimyo retainer relationship which is similar to feudal Japan, or the government service in the Meiji Reservation. So that's just a little bit of outside knowledge of Japan's work environment and its work customs. So they have different prestige that working is actually an honor. Similar honor to being a retainer of the daimyo or uh, the Government service in the Meiji Restoration. So, large companies at the very top, the most prestigious companies, will recruit and retain the best workers by offering the better benefits and truly lifetime job security. By the 1930s, employment at a large prestigious company became the goal of children of the new middle class. Pursuit which required mobilization of family resources and greater individual perseverance in order to achieve success in fiercely competitive education system. Uh, the employees expect to work very hard, demonstrate loyalty to the, the firm, and exchange for some degree of job security and benefits, such as housing, good insurance, use of recreation facilities, and bonuses and pensions. Wages begin low, but seniority is rewarded, which promotions based on a combination of seniority and ability. Leadership is not based on assertiveness or the quick decision-making, but the ability to create consensus, taking into account the needs of subordinates. Surveys indicate a continued preference for bosses who are demanding but show con concern work of private lives of a less demanding boss's interest in only performance on the job. This system awards 
behavior demonstrating identification within the team effort, indicated by singing the company song, not taking on one's vacation days, and sharing credit for accomplishments within the work group. Part of one's work is expressed through competition with other parallel sessions in the company, between one's company and other companies in similar lines of businesses. Thus, individuals are motivated to maintain while or the harmony to participate in group activities. Not on the, only on the job, but also in after-hour socializing, which is the Nomi Kai. Nomi Kai is the drinking party phenomenon to Japanese culture. Part of the culture of most places of employment, schools to nightclubs. Uh, often hard in restaurants of Isakawa. Izakawa, usually with anyone seated at one lunch table or a section at the venue. And then uh, Izakawa is a typical in the informal Japanese bar, alcohol drinks and snacks. After work drinking, British Iron Pub, tapers or bar. So we have different uh, drinking. Drinking does take a very big cultural impact in the social life of Japan and its workers take it very seriously. And this is also especially true for the group loyalty. However, this is a matter of ideological and practice. So especially for people who do not make it to the top. Not every worker enjoys the benefits of such employment and work environments. 60%, 64% of households by 1895 depend on wages and salaries for most of their income. Most of these workers were employed by small and medium-sized firms that could not afford the benefits or achieve the success of the larger companies, despite the best intention of the owners. Even in the larger corporations, dis distinctions between permanent and temporary employees made many workers, often women, ineligible for benefits and promotions. These also were the first to be laid off in difficult business conditions. Uh, we have Japan scholar Doin Kaikado compares the status of permanent and temporary workers with Bankink's distinction between permanent and temporary members of I or the Japanese family. In degrees of inside and outside within the firm. Uh, Japanese family is the Kasuko, basically of a couple with the family of the societies. Line of descent and adoption, ancestors are linked together in offspring, family genealogy, or Kisu. Meal on blood inheritance and succession, but whether a bond of interhere in the maintenance and communication. Continuing to the family as an institution. So, traditions of entrepreneurship and inheritance of the means of the livelihood contain merchants, artisans, farmers, and fishermen. Still, nearly 20% of the workforce, these workers gave up security for annuity and, when economically necessary, supplemental income. With wage employment. Traditionally, such businesses used 
unpaid family labor, but wives or even husbands are likely to go and work in factories or offices and leave spouses of retired parents to work at the farm or mind the shop. On one hand, we have policies of desocialization, which provide factory jobs locally for families that farm part-time. On the other hand, we have unemployment created by the deindustrialization effects from oil as well as urban workers. Unemployment is low in Japan compared with other industrialized nations, 3% in the late 1880s. Estimated 400,000 day laborers share none of the security or influence enjoyed by those employees with lifetime employment benefits. So, in the standard model, workers receive two fairly large bonuses as well as the regular salary. One mid-year and the one at the year's end. 1888, large companies received bonuses equivalent to pay for 1.9 months. The workers in the smallest firms gained bonuses to 1.2 months pay. In addition to bonuses, Japanese workers receive a number of fringe benefits such as living allowances, incentive payments, uh, recommendations for special job conditions, allowances for good attendance, and cost of living allowance, allowances. So, the working conditions. Japan's working conditions have great. Gradually decreasing employees worked a 46 week in 1987. Employees of most large companies worked Five week with two Saturdays a month. Smaller firms worked as much as six days each week. In the face of mounting international criticism and excessive working, uh, public agencies became closing two Saturdays a month. Japanese labor unions made Saturdays a month. And then Japanese labor unions also made reduced working hours an important part of the demands. Responding in a positive manner. The average, let's see, Japan's employee worked 1,644 hours, lower than workers in Spain, Canada, and Italy. An average American worked 1,779 hours. The average Japanese workers mandate 10 to 20 days of paid holidays per year, depending on the number of continuous years worked at the company. Despite the long hour, work hours, has considered ranked last in productivity among the G7 countries since the 1970s. 2020, Japan ranked 23rd below Lithuania and put our labor productivity compared to OS, OPEC nations. The Employment Security the Japanese employment protection is unique and dynamic compared to other nations. Loyalty one's nation is paramount in the Japanese culture. Many Japanese firms only provide from within. As a result, individuals may stay with the same company for their entire life. Now this might seem very like a lifer. Type situation, but I assure you, 
when they do the entire company for life, is bound by honor and what the company represents. It is tradition to stay in which one company for the securement of employment and living wages. That's something different than what uh, other countries can do. You do the job as you do, and if you want to change, you change career. Well, with changing career, that's usually frowned upon in Japanese society, so keep that. And they believe in employment security more than trying to change jobs and which depraves, betrays employment security. So Japanese workers seek to invest and improve their company. While firms are attempt, attempt to maintain a family atmosphere and look after employees. Uh, disappointing co-workers, calling in sick, have a poor attitude or unacceptable. This makes sense for the simple fact that if you, you don't want to disappoint the co-workers, calling in sick means it's highly frowned upon because then you're less productive. You'll be as productive as possible. So if you're mildly sick, come into work to reduce the chance of calling in sick. You only really need to call in sick if you really is a medical emergency in this case. Also, poor attitude. You have to keep your morale up. Always be friendly, be open-minded, be respectful. Don't let uh, outside struggles influence the work environment. That's a very big thing to take note for because Japan is about productivity. And if your outside morale is distracted, you might reduce the productivity in such a work environment that you're in. So firms in Japan do everything in their power to ensure employment security and prevent laying off employees. Firms' attempt at prevention may include negotiating better deals with suppliers, requesting government subsidies, and eliminating overtime. The relationship between employer and employee promotes employment security, work ethic, and willingness to work long hours. So, you stay at the job for as long as you can. You come to the job with high productivity, and your ethic at the job is outstanding. And long hours is a must. So, if you're not willing to work long hours, what's the point of you being at the job? Because that is highly frowned upon if you don't put in the work as everyone else. The, uh, Work system in Japan is like uh, the communal, the community-based guidelines, or like USSR equivalent of everyone's equal. But in this case, everyone's equal in the job field, and so everyone has the similar expectations, and no one is any different. So, the impact on Japan's welfare state. We have liberal conservative philosophies to combine uh, Japan's welfare state. Welfare and working conditions are interconnected. Uh, result of declining working hours over the years, less stress was put on the welfare state. Uh, average 
Japanese citizen visit a medical facility 12 times, or just three more times doctors visit than the average United States. This is partly due to low cost medical expenses and partly to t increase stress from working conditions. So, the welfare state. The more you work, the more less likely you're able to do the same work in the same method if it's like 40 hours. Because once you reach 40 hours, you recall what we call fatigue and high stress is the same thing as pain receptors on the body. So the more stress you have, the more pain you will experience. And the more pain that the body has, the more fatigue you will also feel. Because high stress environments tend to affect how you sleep, how you eat, how you perform, and overall the continuation of fatigue in the body working 60 plus hours. So just keep that in mind because work overworking is a very serious problem in Japan and it's part of their work culture or it's a part it's a custom that's un unironically part of their system. It's really hard to stop and Japan has to take lots of reform to address the matter so it doesn't become more substantial of a problem. Because it's going to be a problem. Stress has a huge negative impact of physiological and mental factors for individuals. Work hours between firms and company size varies in medium to large size companies has increased. The stress from working over 12 hours a day is a contributing factor to Japanese citizens' frequent medical visits. The majority of hospitals being privately owned alludes to conservative influence while the government enforcing strict regulations and pricing on medical treatment alludes to the liberal aspect of the welfare state. So yes, 12 hours each day, 5 days a week, is 60 hours. Those 4 extra hours per each day is 20 hours. Those 20 extra hours, which is America, is a 40-hour work week. Most jobs in America is only 40 hours. They only push 40 hours. First, they don't want to pay overtime. And second, studies have shown you're less productive after working after 40 hours, which is part of Japan's uh, welfare state issue, is that the hospitals have so many patients coming in for frequent medical visits for conditions of high stress and fatigue and overworking conditions. So keep that in mind. The General Health Insurance System, which is the National Health Insurance, directed regionally and provides mandatory health insurance to the non-employed citizenry to the age of 70. Those covered by the National Health Insurance must self-finance 30% of their medical costs. Uh, firms are required to provide medical 
mandatory health insurance to employees under employees health and pension insurance or the Shikai Hoven, which is the yeah. Which is basically assistance for the ill or otherwise disabled or the old. So fully employed maintaining the access to healthcare is greatly tied to their employment security. As a result, the cost of losing a job also includes the cost of losing access to the expansive benefits of employee employer provided healthcare insurance, leaving the vulture due to dismissal. Family complications or health-related issues can potentially diminish access to welfare benefits due to the high mandated costs on firms imposed by the employee's health insurance scheme. The incentive to provide the increased non-mandatory welfare provisions is undetermined. So, a big stress on the employment security is partly of the health care the national health care insurance and then the also the employees health and pension insurance because the employees health and pension insurance actually promote a better livelihood than the national health care health insurance so if you really look at it it's like similar to like how some medicaid companies the companies value insurance is actually better because it's privately sourced, sometimes privately sourced is better than the actual national average for health insurance benefits. So, you have to keep in mind, if you're working on these long hours, you need the most optimal insurance, which is usually employee health and pension insurance, than the national health insurance. The client health conditions in the Japanese label Force in the issue of overtime work has led to policy expansion and reform on behalf of the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare. Labor Standards Act states that employees should not exceed a 40-hour work week for employees. Extending this work week requires an exclusive worker management agreement and overtime. This work should be compensated for the corresponding wage increase. For example, Overnight and night work both require an increase by a weight of 25% at the minimum. The increased rates of Koryashi, or the healthcare workplace from overtime, which led to um, healthcare and Koryashi, uh, is literally overworked death. So Koryashi is overworked death, Japanese to operation-related sudden, sudden death. Most common causes of heart attack, strokes, to distress and a starvation diet, and then also suicide and overwork. So they want to prevent Koyashi as much as possible because that is a loss to the system and the working employment security at that company. If they lose too many people, they need to address it. So they're trying to make a 40-hour work week, but when this was passed... And we still have health and workplace resulting from overtime work led to the reforms of the introduction of health and safety law. 
Although non-binding, these reforms mandate employers to arrange for overtime workers to provide with health guidance. So, the increasing rates of Koryashi, uh, the Labor Standards Act, and but also the Industrial Health and Safety Law, are ways to mimicate the cases of sudden death. In Japanese society, but you also have to remember that they work very hard, and sometimes they work way beyond what's expected of them, or even they push their limits to the point of humanly possible. So you need to keep that in mind because some of these jobs. Yes, you finish your work, regardless of how long it takes. There has to be some point you have to take, you know, call it a day. Because the human body can only, on average, usually work eight to nine hours straight. If you go over that mark, it really dramatically increases the stress on the body. And it could be damaging to the person doing it. So, Kobayashi. Death by overworking in Japan. Uh, we got heart attack, stroke, suicide, high months of stress from working 60 hours or more per week. Um, 2016, we have the Matasui Takahashi's case. So, overworked young woman brought into the working environment into question once again. Matasui Takahashi was 24 Christmas Day of 2015. Expensive, expensive, excessive overwork at Ditsuri Incorporated, a major Japanese advertising agency, only eight months after she got her first full time job at Ditsu. Straight out of college, her social media posts suggested that she was getting less than two hours of sleep per day because she committed suicide. Her death was acknowledged as death related to work, known as Koryashi in Japan. The Mita Labor Standard Inspection Office in, in Tokyo. The early reports by the Labor Standard Inspection Office stated that Masasui Takahashi had more than 105 hours of monthly overtime. The Japanese labor law, only 8 hours a day or 40 hours a week, are allowed. If Japanese wish to extend their employees' working hours, they must first conclude special treaties to get acceptance from the government per Labor Standards Act number 36. With the limitations made by the treaty, working hours should be decided among employees, employers, and labor unions. However, unions in Japan usually agree with the decisions made by the corporation. So, here's a case... Instead of working 8 hours a day, 40 hours a week, which is the minimum, they were doing 105 hours. This is where it can become so excessive to the point that you can't. Your mental strain is no longer fixable. I work over an uh, overworked death is very important to take in consideration 
Because the more you work, the more I feel like you have no place, the more you feel like you are not you anymore. That's what these issues cause. And if you have so much fatigue of sleep and what you do, it affects everything. And one lacks, one, uh, lacks of judgment just slightly can throw you off the edge. So your routine's messed up. You know, it's like basically mental condition straining, insomnia-like conditions as well. You don't think straight, and it just doesn't lead a good path. But, you know, it really goes into consideration of how much Japanese culture takes in these long hours. American society might not understand it, but in Japan, it's customary to work the long hours as much as you need to finish the job at hand. If you don't, it look, it's highly frowned upon by the user not finished the work. So, you have to take in the account of if you don't finish, you stay after. And that what causes the overworking conditions in Japan as a result. Because remember, you have to work in a, a certain regulation standard, but also know the conditions in which the human fatigue kicks in. And this is a case that doesn't usually happen but is highly found upon in Japanese society. Yes, there's efforts to reduce it, but it still can happen if they don't follow these mandates. Uh, the case was, uh, you know, we have a public and death from overwork, public attention, public reaction on the matter, labor standard. Inspection office and compulsory inspection to Dinsu and revealed that corporate norm to make sure its employees were recording less working time when they enter or exit the office was shocking because Matsui was not the first young employee to have committed at Dinsu. So the category at Dinsu kind of it's an ongoing problem. They were doing less and less hours of recording. And got more work from them, even though they didn't follow the law. Had not changed since the death of, in 1991. Didn't blame Matsui partly on a serious lack of human power in the growing division, such as in the advertisement. Made an announcement, we should have come to the grips with the situation by increasing the number of staff in those divisions. In Japan, lifetime employment still remains in the numbers of companies and therefore it's difficult to hire and fire, pin, fire people depending on the company's needs. So, throughout this, lifetime employment is super high. You can't fire them and it's difficult to hire new people because the 
the old positions were held by the same people before, 5, 10, 15 years before this. So, when you're trying to go into the work industry in Japan, super competitive, highly skilled, and overall, once you get it, you want to keep it. Because if you don't, the employment security comes kicks in, and then the insurance is also not guaranteed either. So we have the Abbey administration pinched a conference to improve working conditions in Japan. The first meeting was held in 2016. In addition to that, the Japanese government announced the first report about overworked death, according to the official announcement. 23% of the major companies in Japan have possibly had illegal overwork. The Minister of Health, Labor, and Welfare, uh, Yasui Shiozaki, is responsible for Labor Standard Inspection Office and thus the importance of streak in these sectors. The Labor Standard Inspection Office is now suffering from lack of human power compared to the number of companies they need to investigate. After facing criticism from the from the Public Labor Standards Act number, number 36, now, the, now faces the possible of amendment for his proven incompetence. Although many of the labor law came to be amended, the social norm of Japan, including strong corporatism, are preventing these laws to be more than just self-imposed and control and effect obligation. Again, there is a big flaw in the Labor Standards of Act number 36, but also keep in mind that self-imposed effort control and effect are only the only enforcement of this particular mandate because it's customary of Japan and its work customs to follow the traditions before. So it really conflicts with the overall process of working in Japan. Companies typically want to keep what they've been doing as a way to basically keep on the same path. They want to work the workers more and more. Or promote an environment for the workers to feel obligated to continue on half of on behalf of the company. The company puts very strong man discipline on the workers to provide for the work, the company, and family second. Companies first, family is second, friends are third, and so on and so on. Your work comes before, is a priority before family. Family should not interfere with work. And anything else is not, should be included at work on to be discussed what work is about. That provides lots of variations of the social norm of what is expected in the workforce. Japan is traditionally known for high work environments, loyalty to work overall, 
overtime, not being paid, and overwork. The overexhaustion of the employees directly mandates that their productivity be much lower than someone else for 40 hours a week. So the main difference of 40 hours to 60 hours, two different things. One, you get 20 more hours out of them. So whatever things you need to get done, get done. But the 40 hours, there's just so much more to do. And I would agree, the 40-hour model is not the best system. But it's a system that a lot of companies don't like paying overtime. So they have to agree with the 40-hour rule, like America or Europe. They typically don't want to go into overtime because it causes extra money. That's also another reason why some of these companies in Japan don't charge overtime. They just get the pay as regular hours. The pay of the regular 40 hours. Now, is that fair? Is it unfair? These large companies are pretty much minimally by themselves. The government is trying to get involved, but the companies are standing in the way. So, there's still a lot of reform that needs to be done. In Japan's work history and environment for these larger companies to realize that the health of the employees is actually better than the overworked conditions of the experience. So what is the future looking like? Well, there's a couple of scenarios here. Well, there's a growing shift in Japan's working conditions due to both the government intervention as a result of declining birth rates and labor productivity in companies competing for increasingly scarce numbers of workers due to a drop in working age population as a result of low birth rates. Alright. So what that means is we have the government intervention Basically, the government trying to promote 40-hour work weeks. We also have birth rates. So, less people are giving birth on a regular basis. So, that means that if you have lower birth rates, you have lower population to enter the workforce 20 years later, 18 years later, after they were born. That's a big shift in the working populace. Because you want more people and more births to continue the economy growth. Because the future, 20 years from now, you want to be stable or increasing, not decreasing. So the declining birth rates, making jobs, only void it because there's not enough to, to do the, those jobs. We also have labor productivity. When you work higher hours, you become less productive. Even though you're there longer, you do less work in the four hours. It's optimal to work the eight hours because that's where the most productivity 
comes for a human being. That's when you might say, well, if you work 12 hours, you still get more productivity because you get the four hours. Let's say this. You work eight hours. And you have 50 things to do on all this. And you get it all done in eight hours. That's good. Let's say you work 12 hours. Instead, they give you, instead of 50 items to do on that list, they give you 100 items. Well, if let's say you work the average 50, out, 50 items per 8 hours, you'll be less likely to get that 50 extra hour, 50 extra items done in the 4 hours because it takes you 8 hours to do. So more than likely, what's going to happen, you're only really able to check off 20 to 25. Even though it's expected to do all 50, plus the 50 more of the four hours. So you really only do like 75 of those items when you're supposed to do 100. So those 25 extra items times by two by ten people is two hundred and fifty items not completed in the twelve hours that's supposed to be done. And with everything being done, you really want all items to be completed because that means the two hundred and fifty items not done that day have to be done the next day. So if you really think about it, Make an extra work the next day because you're not able to do everything in the productive environment that you want to do. So that's just a small example of what that means. And then also we have companies competing for increasingly scarce numbers to the drop in the working age population as well as work deaths. So the low deaths, the low birth rates, meaning that there's a drop into the working age. So people able to work is a lot less significant because of the declining birth rate. Birth rate and working kind of go hand in hand because you want to work in class to stimulate the economy and keep it going. We also have uh, in improving working conditions. So Japanese companies are reducing work hours. This is great. This means that they can get the most productivity within the 40 to 60 hour work week model instead of the 80 hours because you can optimize everything you want to get done and get it done better. Basically, it's what we call you can do more in 12 hours, but the quality won't be good. So if you can get a little bit less in the eight hours but get better quality, then that can actually demand a higher uh, price by the company because they can have a higher demand for the, the quality of that item over quantity. They're making uh, a really high number of quality items with quality content quality in them so if you make good quality over quality 
then you really increase the overall prestige of the company and its reputation in the populace. We also have um, working conditions improving as well. You know, in many such as sports facilities and gyms. Uh, so, providing amenities will increase public morale and give things that's just different in the work life. You encourage them to be at the work, but you also have ways to engage themselves in non-work activities that stimulate themselves to be better worker. It's basically like that boomtown philosophy. They all provide housing, but all provide housing for the factory. You kind of want to push them together so you continue the morale. We also have the Japanese government pushing a bill that would make it compulsory for employees to take a minimum of five days leave ensure that high-income employees in certain sectors such as finance be paid according to the performance when hours worked. So, you know, performance over hours. When you do these two different things, when you take into account how much you're actually you getting done in the hours. Are you working 12 hours and have less performance? Or you rather work the eight hours and have higher performance and actually get paid on the job well done instead of the, how much hours you put into it. Because anyone can put a lot of hours and put really low performance. But if you have optimal eight hours with higher performance because you have more energy to do a better percentage, then you probably want to take that over the longer work hours. So a couple of other things I want to cover in Japan and its uh, work habit and work customs is this. The exchange of business cards is a really key concept in Japanese society because people not only take pride in the business card exchange, there's a specific way to do it. You know, if you do not take the business card and put it in your wallet, that is a sign of distrust and disloyalty. So if you take the business card, look at it, put it in your wallet, you're basically treating the business card as a primary communication and respect for the other co-worker or employee in front of you. Japanese culture dictates that the exchange of business card is pass uh, uh, worthy of virtue. It's a ongoing tradition that is highly accepted and very frowned upon if not done correctly. So make sure you do that particular philosophy according to the rules according to how Japanese wants you to do it. Also, your morale at work is 
highly important. Not only do you want to come with high standards of morality, not let other factors outside of work influence your work conditions, but you also make sure you're loyal to the company and provide the best, not even the best quality, the absolute best you can in performance-wise to stimulate the growth of the company. Let's say, for example, you have two different workers. And I'm a hiring manager for MCM. I have one candidate who is very determined, very outgoing, doesn't have a degree in education related to my field. The other person, they are semi-motivated. They have a degree. Can do better at certain things, but willingness to learn. Who am I going to take? Well, I'm going to take option B because two things. I can mold them into working as a better employee. And second, they have a degree. Having a degree is, is a higher prestige than someone without a degree. So you kind of want to promote yourself while at work. You work for behalf of the company. So therefore, do the absolute best you can and try to perform daily day-to-day operations as normal with the company's image in mind. It's just like uh, family is very important to Japan. Business and taking your job seriously is a big deal. Your job is your livelihood. Your livelihood affects the company. That company has an image to protect. So you work on behalf of the company. So it has a facade. That the public image of the company is preserved at all costs. And part of that public image. Is delivering on the products and services that they do. At the utmost quality they can give with the best work possible. I mean, I mean, that might sound a little redundant in that, but keep in mind the value of work and the stringent, the rigid uh, policies to preserve the livelihood in the employment you work at is very influential part of Japanese society. That is that livelihood is not just a livelihood. It's like a second passing notion that you have to do well. It's like a where is it? It's not a second livelihood. It's the it's the embodiment of expectation altogether. 
Because if you take it and put it in a way that is portrayed bad, then that affects the perception of everyone else. And you don't want to be the, the, the flaw in the puzzle. You want to be the, the missing piece to correct, connect, connect it all. You want to continue the, what the company represents. And the company is directly through you and the company who hired you. So it's really important to keep that image of company and worker and the public and customer to the company. Because the customer base drives the sales of the company and the more quality work that comes out of the company goes into productivity and how much the job performance is done by the individual employee at that sector, in that area, in that department. So keep that in mind because every little thing has an impact. And I really think that philosophy about Japan is really interesting because I feel like most workplaces don't all the time have that devotion to company and preservation of how what the company of face the importance of face or what you do for your company is directly back at you and how you do it so The only advice I can say, be you, absolutely be your best, try to be the missing, fixing, to be the puzzle that remains intact, don't be a missing link, and overall, provide a virtue of self that is devoting to the company and devoting to oneself and devoting outside of the workplace as well. Let your social norms be directed by Japanese society and Japanese workplace. So I hope you guys like this particular episode of Japan work customs. There's pretty much other topics to cover in this category. But just remember the key uh, takeaways from this discussion are devotion to one's company, public face, uh, overworking conditions is a big one, the importance of one's outlook. Uh, you know, not calling in sick. Upbeat attitude. Willing to come to work every single day. Outside influences. Staying outside of work. You know, family bef- uh, work before family is really important. And overall, employment security. If there's one thing I can't stress enough is employment security. Sometimes being at the same company for many, many years to get a retirement of it 
is actually a better result because it provides more sustainability and there's expectations within such company. And also, you're employed the entire time while you're working there and you're not being underemployed. So another thing I would suggest is to join a union. You know, that's one thing that can... I implore you to try an opportunity to establish employment security. If you can take anything from this, uh, Japanese citizens and, and commitment to employment security and staying there for many for a lifetime should be considered because. Guaranteed work is better than work that you don't know is going to come based on quitting or leaving. So you, you have guaranteed money now that you can work every day and not risk having to find another job because you don't know finding another job would be the same pay or even similar inf experiences as the other job. Now that's just one particular aspect. People might change careers because it's a lot of passage or they want to do something new. Japanese. It's not as much happens with that. They find something new. Typically it's usually they stay at one company or they stay with one line of work and uh, continue to hone in the career. So keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, be strong, be courageous, and overall, provide for oneself and how you're supposed to live. Your livelihood, your living wages, and workforce is determined of how well you might do the work and the continuation of the work. So... This is the video about Japanese Japan and this and its work customs. Thank you so much for being part of this particular episode. Do not forget you can see MC Anime from podcasts near you. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Also, please uh, go to our Patreon page, uh, the MC, blog MC Anime on Patreon, and be part of our MC Animator community, where you can upvote community polls, get advice on different anime advice, uh, be a special guest, be a sponsor. Give contributing cover art ideas and even podcast ideas if you want. So be part of that community and overall be who you want and continue to support MC Anime. This is MC Anime. This is MC over and out. Thank you for the time. Hope it goes really well. And uh, maybe you guys. Take a little bit of Japan and its work customs and make it your own. I really had fun with this particular episode exploring Japanese work 
culture, work environment, the the growth of the industry, how Japan has become better. Thank you so much. Enjoy your time. Bye.